Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us in this beautiful Saturday morning in southeastern Wisconsin. What? Oh, I hear. Do you hear that? You hear that? Well, you, Jazz will get rid this of that. This morning we're going to listen to some little ocean waves. Yeah, exactly. What I want you all to do is sit back <laughs> and relax, meditate. And, yeah. Anyway, then we, we're going to ring yeah. a bell. I want you to listen until the bell stops. Yeah. Mindfulness, dude. I, yeah, I don't know what that is. We'll, Work I hope people are hearing us. So anyway, maybe somebody can give us a call at 414-799-1250. Anyway, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. And we are Danny Bush and me, Tom Neubauer. Uh, if you want to give us a jingle uh, during the show with questions, comments, fishing reports, whatever, 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And uh, so Jazz will, Jazz will figure it out eventually what, what that hissing sound is. Maybe it's alien. Hey, I watched the movie last night, Bushy. Well, what did what, you see? I, <laughs> I had a laugh. I, I happened to see something somewhere, something about cowboys and aliens. And I, I looked it up on my fire stick. Oh, I remember. That was an old drive-in movie, that, I think, no, years ago. No, no. It was from 2011 or 2012. Oh, yeah, you're right. You know who, who was in that? Uh, 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 Harrison Ford was in that's it. That's right. And the guy who's the new James Bond guy, he was in it. Uh, there was some gal, very good-looking gal. I don't know her name, but you would recognize her if you saw her. And there were some other good, you know, bigger stars Probably in Probably an it. old girlfriend. And, uh, yeah. Her. Anyway, and... Uh, I had a laugh. It was actually pretty good. It was kind of dumb, though, Cowboys and Aliens, but it, was, it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't bad. I, I had forgotten all about that movie, so I thought, i got to watch this again because I forgot everything about it. And it was, it was good. What's the sequel going to be, Indians oh, and Bigfoot? No, there isn't going to be one, I don't think. No? No. Well, that was done so long ago. You know, well, seven, six years ago, whatever. Yeah, and that guy who is the new James Bond, I think that was his last movie before he became James Bond. You right. know, so anyway, but then it, he it, became too old to be James Bond. No, he's still doing. He's got another one coming out. Nah. Oh yeah, you're right, Daniel. Uh, what's Daniel his name? something. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Day Lewis. No, not Daniel. That. Daniel uh, something. He's an Daniel. English dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 
Well, I guess you're right. He's still doing the James Bond stuff, so. Yeah, and those are, I, I, I like all the James Bond movies. Those are all, always. Well, they're always. Yeah, they're good. I like them. Good, yeah, good stuff going on. Classic stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, <clears throat> I did something this week. You know our friend Rick over at uh, over at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle. Well, there's two Ricks. They're both well, no, trained not, technicians. No, only one Rick now. What? Yeah, it's, just just new Rick. They only have one Rick. Yeah, we only have one Rick now. But you know who I'm talking about. Where's old Rick? Oh, he's not there anymore. He's no longer there. No. Okay. But anyway, uh, new Rick. You you heard about him taking the fall down his basement stairs? No, you didn't hear anything of. No, I'll tell you about it during a break. Well, anyway. No, I want to hear well, no, how did he fall gonna, down the no, basement no, stairs. I'm not the whole tell world it. wants to know no, how I'm this not, guy I'm fell not, down the stairs. I'm not going to tell Is it Is it embarrassing? Radio. Yes, I'm not going to tell it on the radio. Well, why'd you just bring it up? Because I was going to leading into what okay, happened to me. I fell down the stairs? Only about halfway. Really? I, I You know, one of those warm days. You know that we had. I was just wearing a sweatshirt, not not a jacket or nothing. This would have been July. No, it was just last week. We oh yeah, right. We had days. some fifty some degree yeah. days. And uh, I came, and the the ground was wet. Sidewalk was red. I walked in the house, and I had to go down to the basement right away. For and I grabbed the hold. I always grabbed the railing, you know. And the first step, my foot just went whew, because of the shoes being wet, you know, and just flew out. I bounced down those stairs about halfway. Finally caught myself, and then I sat there blinking, you know, going, is anything broke? God, I hope nothing's broke, you know, and I start wiggling things and moving things. But then when I tried to take a breath, it was like, oh, I fell right on a the left back rib. Right. I hit that on one of the stairs, and it's like, oh, I think I bruised something, you know. So, I was just praying it wasn't broke. So as Yukon Cornelius once famously said, what? bumbles bounce uh, and survive. Yeah, we, uh, bu- Mem- bubbles. bubbles. Bumble. Bubbles? Was it bubbles or bumbles? Bubbles. Bumbles. Bumbles, bumbles bounce. Yeah. That's I... what they called the Bigfoot, right? Yeah. He was the bu- oh. bumble bounce. I didn't know that. No. Do you remember they pushed him? Like, pushed Ooh, him? Bigfoot? Yeah, the abominable. Oh, the Yeti. Yeah. And he survived, and, and, and I swear Yukon said bumbles oh, bounce. Oh, I, I don't know about so that, So you bounced Danny. and you survived? You I survived, survived your fall. But, but I'll tell you, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, you can take a header down down the basement stairs quite easily. If I wasn't holding on to that railing, I might have went forward, you know, and uh, that could have been terrible, you know. But, yeah, it, it was weird, yeah. Just that, that foot just went out and... Boom, 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 and, you know, I'm holding on, and, oh, geez. Had a lot of aches and pains after it in different areas that I just bounced on, but but the rib, that was the one that still, you know, still feel it, you know, so. Well, I'm. That's weird. Sure happy you survived yeah, the fall Yeah, me too. I'll tell you, it's scary when you do, when you bounce off that, you know, and then you're thinking, oh, God, don't let anything be broke, you know, and you start checking things. To join the show. Yeah. Somebody give us a call at 799-1250. Tell me, at number one, if you can hear us, and number two, if you hear that hissing sound in the background. I just want, you know, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe well, we're not even on the air. Well, you could run out to your air. truck. Why don't you run out to your truck? <laughs> All right, I will. Oh, cut it out. You don't have to do Went that. Run out to the truck. Yeah, because nobody's actually calling. Well, somebody would call us if I'll we were I'll call you not... from the truck. I got my phone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, don't forget to leave your door propped open. You might want to take something with you. Okay. There goes Danny. 
Just you and I now, huh? Yeah, yeah. it's just you and I. We can talk about whatever. But see, the thing is, is like right now, we don't know for sure if we're on the air or not. So were you trying to call somebody to see, uh, call an engineer? Yeah, I was or, calling. I was calling for one or two people. Yeah, yeah, just to check it out. Hopefully, they call you back. I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Well, you know. hey, walk out in the hall. We're on the air. Oh, we're, we're on. on the air. Oh, oh, here. Why do I have to go out to my truck? All right, somebody's calling us There's now. No. Hey. no? Really? It's coming through the ceiling. Really? Who do you got? Who do you got there, Jazz? I, sorry, folks, for this uh, interruption, but I guess we're good. Jazz is waving me on, so I guess we're good, Danny. So, anyway. So you don't hear the hissing out in the hall. Take the headset off. Okay. Now you'll be happy. Let's talk. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's just continue on and let's keep guys, it simple you guys, here. Yeah. You guys continue to talk. Problem yeah. solving. We'll problem We're doing We're just fine. keep going yeah. on. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. You see, Tom, you don't want to draw attention. I know. Like you just always do to I our problems so much. I know. I do. Okay? Like but, if I pass gas in here and oh it's really God, smelling, you'd tell the whole world, right? Well, you got no, you just, should. You should be proud can, of it if it's know, a good one. I could be sitting here in my underwear and we wouldn't talk about it, right? We don't share our problems on the air. We just act like everything's perfectly fine and smooth perfectly natural and normal. Fine, yeah. Normal. Yeah. So anyway, any what's the ice fishing reports? Let's get on to some fishing. A lot, lot of ice. Okay, that's a lot the of report. people on How about the, ice? the hunting report. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of ice. Next, a lot of ice hunting Next report. report. A lot of animals out there. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> there ain't a lot of animals. Uh, oh, I had a raccoon scared a crap out of me yesterday, last night. Yeah. Damn raccoons! I, I, you know, if I'm gonna have a half a smoke, I go outside of my on the side door of my house, but I stand on the ledge. I got the door open ajar, and it's blocking the wind or whatever, and. Uh, uh, all of a sudden, this damn raccoon come walking out right up by me, you know. I mean, it was literally two feet from me. And then when it noticed me and I noticed it and I went and I kind of hollered, holy crap, you know, or something like that. And then he looked up and took off like a shot. <laughs> we scared each other. <laughs> you didn't say crap, though. No, I didn't. But you, I, but you, we, we scared each other. You used the Trump word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we, we kind of startled each other. One, one time I was... Yeah. Uh, bow hunting in, down in Missouri near Springfield back in college. And I was walking out at night. And you know how when you walk out of the woods at night, it's always, I don't know about you, but especially in the fall when the full moon and the leaves are rustling, uh, it's kind of creepy sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it can be creepy. Walking through yeah. a cornfield or whatever. Maybe all those old movies come. But anyway, you're always kind of looking behind yourself. It's It's strange. Maybe it's a... Uh, goes back to our uh, ancestry going back man being afraid of the dark because back then they had good reason to with saber two tigers <laughs> yeah, they had good all over their arse but i'm walking along and there's a hole in the ground and just as i went by it the skunk came popping up out of yeah. this hole right by my foot and i saw it i jumped straight up in the air <laughs> the skunk saw me it jumped straight up <laughs> in the air. I hit the ground running. The skunk hit the ground and boom, right back right down. Back and we both scared the crap out yeah. of each other. I'm telling you, that can happen. I mean, it, it it's weird when that happens. Yeah, yeah. When you don't expect it. I... The, the, the other time, though, 
could have been much, much worse. Uh, when I first started hunting down there, I was cognizant of venomous snakes being down there. Oh. Uh, so I'd always try and wear some. They weren't snake boots, but I'd try and wear my fleet <laughs> Fleet Farm boots. The high, uh, the high ones, right? Yeah, figuring, yeah. you know, maybe that'll help protect me to just pass my shins. And I'd, I'd always be watching careful. Well, after a couple of years of this, I, I thought, you know, I don't have to worry about anything. So I'd be wearing, like, these short little tennis shoes, right? I'm mm-hmm. wearing, you know. And, uh, and I'm watching my, where I walk anyway. When you hunt, you're wa- trying to walk quietly. So I figure I'm watching my footsteps. So I'm being quiet, so mm-hmm. I'd see anything. And the only thing I'd ever seen once in the woods was a hognose snake, which was real cool. They're the ones that act like they're venomous. They, yeah. they curl up and hiss and yeah. puff their head up. But I saw that one before I was even going to step on it. Um, but we were cutting across a field from one woods to another, so I was no longer looking at my feet to walk quietly. And I was walking across the field near a little pond, and uh, my buddy DeLuca... He is from New Hampshire. He goes, Bush, in his thick eastern accent. And I stopped and turned around, and he's pointing, and I had stepped right over a copperhead snake. No. I had stepped right over it. And copperheads, uh, they're they're not like a rattlesnake um, where they're going to hiss and stuff. They just lay silent kind of in the weeds to grab whatever little animal or... Squirrel or frog or puppy dog tail that comes by. So I stepped right over it. Had I stepped a foot or two back, uh, I would have stepped right on it and got nailed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, did you read that story about the lady down south? She was walking into a restaurant. I forget what chain it was. Denny, I don't know if it was, I'm not going to say it was a Denny's, but it was a, it sounded sounded like it was a popular restaurant chain like that. And she was walking in, and she's in the outer part and lobby or whatever you want, foyer, whatever you want to call it. And she felt sharp pain, and and she got nailed in in the foot. She was wearing sandals, I think, yeah, uh, or ankle, whatever. She got nailed by a copperhead. It was inside the inside restaurant? Inside the, the restaurant. Foyer in the foyer. Yeah, in the foyer. And she got <laughs> foot bit in the foot. Oh. And so... She had to go off to the hospital, of yeah. course, right away. They got her there, and and her leg swelled up, and it mm. wasn't pretty. No. Holy. Wow. Yeah. So how would that, Wow. I don't know, would somebody leave a door open and it comes slithering on in? Good question. You think somebody would have noticed it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. If well, it's a busy restaurant, you know? Well, I know down south in some of those southern States, people can have rattlesnakes in their yard. Well, oh, how about yeah. Your, how about your son down in Arizona? Oh, he killed a rattlesnake once. Did he? Was yeah. it in his yard? No, or? no. No? It was during rattlesnake season. Oh. So. so you can't just kill them otherwise? Uh, from what I understand, I think there is a season on them. I think. I'm not positive. But Unless they're, they're attacking you, then you got the right to do whatever you got to do. If they're slithering towards you. <laughs> How do you prove that a rattlesnake was charging you, Tom? I don't know. But, uh, All right. I would. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, uh, we're going to go to our first break, folks. We'll be right back with more. Uh, we do have some ice fishing stuff coming up on board, and we got some great announcements coming up after the 7 o'clock hour, so you want to make sure you stay tuned for that. We'll be right back with more with Danny and Tom. Jazz over there on the boards. Here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, it's the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors.
Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Danny Bush, along with my co-host, Tommy the True Neubauer. And uh, before the break, we were talking about snakes. Oh, yeah, we did talk about snakes. Okay. But, oh, you know, speaking of snakes... There we oh, go. oh, who do you got Good on tran- the line? Good transition. Yeah. We're moving yeah, right along. Yeah, it's a great transition. Yeah. All right, we great got transition. Julius... Out in West Dallas, okay. Julius. What's hey, going good, on, man? You're on, you're on the fan. Good morning, Julius. So I heard, uh, I heard Tom, uh, yeah, Tommy asked you how you how how do you, how can you tell how can you prove that a snake is charging you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Danny asked me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going out of bed. and I said, "Well, make sure you get a receipt." <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a good you one. You know what? That's Oh, God. Your mind is working way too fast this morning, Julius. That, that, that was excellent. <laughs> hey, hey, Tommy, are you the guy that does this radio station in Minnesota? No. 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 There's a new bar in Minnesota that's the same kind of format. Same, uh, really? Yeah. I was in. I lived in Minneapolis for a while, and I used to get up on Saturday mornings. I, I bet it's almost the exact same time. Everything's almost the same. Really? That, I thought I was thinking, I just thought they had some new people. Or no. Do you remember the radio station? Yeah, it was K-Fan. Um, K-Fan. I'm going to... K-Fan. Yeah, I'll look yeah, it up. They're, they're up there. They're usually about, and they do a Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. All right. All right. Hey, thanks, thanks, Julius. Take All care. Right. Thank you. Well, Bye now. Buddy. Well, that was, that, that was a good one. How do you know a snake is charging I, I you think... when you get a receipt? <laughs> yeah. Oh, tell you about snakes when we were talking about snakes. Then we'll get on to ice fishing. But uh, one time uh, when I was fishing on the Mississippi River and a lure got caught up in a tree, and my friend says to me, he says, now be careful, look in the tree for snakes before you go trying to grab it. Right. And I'm, huh, what look up, he had been on the backwaters before. I hadn't. And uh, sure enough, yeah, there's snakes in those some of those trees. You'll find a few, and you'll find them swimming around, but they're, they're just plain old brown water snakes. You know, they're not poisonous, but I don't want to get bit by one. And we had a couple of snakes come swimming up to our boat trying to get in. Uh, that also happened up by Washington Island. Uh, there's a lot of snakes up there what? on on Plum Island and uh, what's the name of the other island? Yeah, they'll sun but they, themselves. But those out are on like the... the ones that lay on the beach, right? Yeah, like a they bunch lay on of the those... beach. Water, yeah. but they like to try and crawl out and get onto the boats. Too, yes, right? they do. They come swimming out, and they always go to the. They start like somewhere in the front or middle of the boat, but they wiggle their way back, and they, the only way they can get in is over the transom. And we had one coming up over the transom, and the guy in the back of the boat that day, he went kind of freaky. <laughs> He's beating that snake to get it out of there, but yeah, it, it it can be a little strange. Yeah, a little strange, but it's rare when it happens, you know. But it can. And those were not. Um... Poisonous. I don't think they are. The brown snakes, the brown water snakes, I don't think they are, no. But anyway. But they can be aggressive, I think. Oh, and yeah. most water snakes sure. tend to be rather aggressive. Yeah, they can be aggressive, sure. But anyway, there's uh, about ice fishing. There's uh, uh, Oh, here's the one thing about the ice fishing, too, is that since we ha- don't have any snow on the lakes, basically... It's very slippery. You know, we had a little meltdown there last week, and there was a lot of water on the lake, and it, on all the lakes, and that made life quite miserable for the ice anglers because they were slipping and sliding, unless they had ice cleats. Now, there are a number of different kinds of ice cleats. Uh, I know up uh, at Sherpers and at Midwestern Shooter Supply, 
Uh, we both sell those uh, inexpensive $5 ones that strap under your arches, you know. Right, right. Uh, th- those are, you know, if you just want something inexpensive, that's great. But there's another brand. I can't remember the name of it. It's got very aggressive metal spikes like on them, but they're small spikes, but they're in the heel and in the front of the foot. I mean, they're they're very nice. But these have to slip their rubber that holds, you know, it onto you, but it it kind of like goes over the front of the boot and all the way to the back of the boot. You know, you just kind of slip them on. So uh, those are very good. But, but, you know, those are like, I don't know, 15 or 20 bucks, something like that. They cost a little bit more, but they are really nice. But the inexpensive ones, yeah, they'll work. But if you're an ice angler or if you haven't done it before and you plan on going on the ice, you better have ice cleats with you. Yeah, I mean, otherwise you'll be slipping and sliding all over the place. I well, told you about the time I did my jiffy power auger without any ice cleats on the slick ice what tell me well oh you just spun in a circle i was spun spinning around the darn thing (laughs) i I was going around in circles i I had the same thing myself years ago and uh yeah and it was i finally got the hole drilled but it was kind of (laughs) crazy and i I have talked about the time i was walking out with my 10 inch power auger slung over my shoulder yeah and i was walking out onto pewaukee and my feet hit the glare ice, and my went straight up in front of me, and I went flat back down. And I was really fortunate. Oh yeah. That I was able to tuck my head forward. Yeah. To keep my head from whiplashing back onto the solid, because oh. that's how those NFL football players. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, get those bad concussions, and even race car drivers and stuff. You don't want your head snapping like that. But I landed uh, on my shoulder blades, and for, maybe even the auger the, the, kind of was over my shoulder. I think sure. that kind of bounced and kind of maybe yeah. took up some of the blow. Fortunately, my auger was okay. But then I just laid there thinking, oh, this really hurts right <laughs> now. Like my whole back <laughs> shuddered right down my spine. Yeah. And uh, I'm quite, well, that was 20 years ago. I'm convinced today I'd definitely break something for sure. I'm yeah. older. Yeah, you know, back then uh, maybe I was a little more resilient, but man, oh man, you got to be careful on that stuff. Yeah, I, that's that glare ice, and especially if there's a little water on it. Oh man, that's so that's cleats, slippery. So cleats are a good idea. That's let, a must. Yeah. Now let me ask you this, Tom. Maybe you have a suggestion. Um, I've got my Jiffy Power Auger, and there's old gas in it. Yeah, which isn't good. Right. Old gas right. mixed with oil. Right. They say you don't want to use it. Right. Other than tipping the thing upside down and wrecking the environment and dumping it onto the ground, how do you drain the gas out of the tank? That's about the only way. Now, if you do want, if you want to be PC about it, you yeah, I want to be PC you, you, about you it. You pour it into like a coffee can or something, yeah. and then uh, dispose of it. Uh, I think eh, maybe somebody can help. Where do us. you dispose of old it's, gas and oil? It, I, I don't know if it's the Mixed fire department, fire department, someplace. I don't no, know. You can turn in oil, but I don't know about gas. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you do with that gas. I, I you know, know, John Good used question. to. John used to take it because they'd mi- have mixed old gas for their mm-hmm. old motors, where mm-hmm. it was mixed with the oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to take and put it in his old truck, and just burn that gas in the old truck. So if you had an oh, old okay. beater truck, but otherwise, if you got a a nice new truck, you don't want to put that mixed with the oil. No, you don't want to You're do that. You're going to be fouling no. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe one know. of our Wait, listeners you know has what? a suggestion. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Yeah, give us a give us a suggestion on that. We're going to be right back in just a couple of minutes with the gut report. Otherwise, I'm going to dump it in Tom's yard this afternoon. <laughs> if somebody doesn't call and give me a good <laughs> idea, a <laughs> we'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Stay tuned. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Hey, uh, the gut report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. You know, when you're making soup, like nowadays, like this time of the year, a lot of people like to make chicken soup or whatever, you know. But you know, it's always, and some people like to add potatoes or rice or whatever. What's a nice addition to that special soup that you're making are dumplings. Who doesn't like dumplings? Well, maybe there's a few, but it's real easy to make dumplings, all right? You take a cup of flour, a half a cup of milk or water, one egg, a little salt and pepper, whip it up. Now, if you want to add some spices to your dumplings, fine. Go ahead. Make them whatever you want. But mix it all up, and then, and it should be like a paste almost, okay? And then while the soup is simmering, you know, boiling a little bit, you spoon the, you know, take a, a spoon and start spooning it into the liquid, into the pot. Put a cover on it. Wait about eh, 15, 20 minutes, maybe a half an hour. It depends. You check it, you know, and when they're firm, they're done. I'll tell you, dumplings and soup on a cold winter morning or cold winter evening is really, really good. The Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com and by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma and Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. So, uh... Tom, uh, I was talking to our friend, uh, our bait mate pro, and my old yeah. roomie, Ron Johnson, uh, brother of Dan Johnson, who was in here last week. Right. Um, and he kind of told me there's been a uh, an incident down in Florida, which is big all over the news. Uh, up here, I guess, in the frozen tundra, we don't hear about it. But uh, being as you're an old tournament fisherman, I thought maybe you'd be especially interested in this, and maybe we can discuss it a little bit and, and weigh in. So here's basically uh, a statement that I'll read from the FLW from a week ago, which is Fishing League Worldwide. Here's their original statement. FLW regrets to confirm that a boat with two anglers that was competing today, which was last week, Thursday, uh, in the FLW series on Lake Okeechobee did not check in at the designated weigh-in location uh, at Scott Driver Park and has not yet been located. The boat belonged to Pro William Casilla of Slido, Louisiana, Louisiana, and co-angler Nick Kaler of Apopka, Florida. And the boat that the anglers were competing in is a dark-colored Ranger with a red Evinrude G2 outboard. Um, uh, the one guy, uh, Casilla, is a nine-year veteran, boater of the series. Kaler has fished in 61 previous as a Co-angler, it said, at this time, search and rescue operations are being conducted under the guidance of the Okeechobee County Sheriff's Department and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Well, after the original statement, they canceled the tournament because these guys 
didn't show up. Uh, the rest of the story is they located one of the guys at 11 o'clock that night or 11.30 p.m. They found him in his ranger. I think he was kind of like washed. He was hanging on to it. Yeah, washed washed up. You heard about yeah, it then? Yeah, he, he died of hypothermia. And they finally found the other guy. Yeah. Does it say that in that well, update? Well, basically what happened was they, they found the one guy. The one guy they found alive who owned the boat. Oh. They found him in the boat that night at about 11.30 at night. And he was suffering from hypothermia. Okay. And what the story is this. Uh, I talked to Ron about it. Apparently, these guys were flying along mm-hmm. and uh, hit a wave, and the co-angler got thrown out. Mm-hmm. The angler, the pro, the guy driving the boat, the pro tried to turn the boat around. And when he tried to turn the boat around, apparently the waves were really bad down there right now. And I think it's partly due to the hurricane has wiped out all the vegetation alongside that would block any wind-blowing waves on the lake, and it's especially bad down there right now. So anyway, he got his boat swamped out when he tried to turn it around, and he lost his electrical, couldn't Mm -hmm. restart the motor. He couldn't try and get back to the guy. He ended up getting washed up somewhere, and they didn't find the guy, and he was actually found by a couple of commercial anglers a couple of days later. And right now there's an investigation into it because I don't think they found him floating. He, he should have had, like, the Mustang, the, the automatic His thing that that, on, that yeah. inflates when you hit right. the water. Right. But that's why I was talking with Ron. Why couldn't they find the guy floating? Uh, well, you know, well, first of all, Okeechobee's a really big body of water. It's a shallow body of water. And it, it's kind of like Winnebago. Uh, Winnebago is actually deeper, I think. But anyway, it's kind of like Winnebago that it can get big waves on it because it is so big and shallow. It gets some big waves on it and, and in a hurry. And the other thing, too, is the boats that these guys are using in these uh, big-time bass tournaments, they're flying. I mean, they're fast. They are flying. And if you're flying along uh, and you and you – try to turn that boat fast, oh, there's going to be a problem maybe, especially in high waves. Now, you know, I've always, I almost lost a guy one time on the Mississippi River. We were going behind a tugboat, and it was the first time I was ever doing it. I didn't know about those under waves that the tug tugboats don't leave normal waves. Behind it, they leave these, like, rolling waves. Right. and Kind of like a Lake Michigan roller. Yeah, and you really don't notice it, you know, I mean, because they don't have, like, a white cap on top of it. Right. And I came around that tugboat going about 50 miles an hour, waved to the tugboat guy, you know, came around and launched off of that one. I'll tell you, my butt and my partner, our butts were off our seats. I mean, I'm holding on to the steering wheel for dear life. He's got nothing to hold well, on to. Well, yeah, he's got a little uh, hand thing to hold right on, on to on side. his side. And, uh, and when we hit, and then, I, and then I started backing down on the throttle when we came back down because I then I saw the other ones, they successively go down, you know, smaller. Right. And uh, I'll tell you what, I can see where you hit a big wave, and this guy, if, if believe it or not, some of these boats have uh, quick-release seat belts in them because they are going so fast. And here's another thing. Like what do you a, mean, quick-release seat belt? That they can, it like, if, if let's say the boat I didn't even flip, know they had seat belts on them. Some guys, I, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. I've just heard it. But they got quick release in case the boat flips. You yeah, can... you can undo it real fast, yeah. 
Now, here's another thing, too, that, um, oh, kill switch. All, all of these boats, and, and all the boats that we buy, you probably have yeah, one on Yeah, yeah, we got yeah, it. You got a kill switch, it, which means It's you, hanging there, and we never you, hook it on You your... attach it to your life vest that you're wearing, or you attach it to your belt loop or something. You attach it to yourself. Wrist. So that if, if you're, or wrist, if you're thrown out of the boat, that engine dies. Boom. That's it. Right. Now, some guys, as far as I know, most guys I know don't use it, and they probably should. Well, here's here's the rest of the story. They found yeah. the guy a week later. Uh, he was found uh, this Wednesday morning by a commercial vessel. Yeah. And numerous agencies had been looking for him. Now, the guy was, uh, again, Nick Kaler, 38, of uh, Apopka, Florida. And apparently both him and the other pro angler were ex-military guys yeah. in good shape. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, you would think these guys are, you know— Pretty well prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I believe they have to have their their life vests on when yes. you leave for a tournament. And uh, and and talking to Ron, anytime the outboard's on. Ron yeah. Ron mentioned the when he said Mustang. At first, I was thinking like the Mustang survival suits we wear up here, but I think he's referring to one of those ones that inflates automatically yeah. when you hit the water. But Danny, you know what? I've heard this that the ones that automatically inflate. It's maybe one in a thousand or whatever. Right. It's a very low number, but sometimes they don't. It's possible. And and what if don't. a guy's I guess it was really cold then too. Yeah. It was a rough it was cold, windy. What if it's not what if the guy's got a bunch of big heavy clothing on and it's enough to keep not enough to keep him up? Um so anyway, Ron know. brought up some interesting points because he says, Okay, so and apparently a GoFundMe page has been set up for this. Yeah. But at what point do these big money tournaments have liability where they go ahead and have the tournament? Like Ron says, he says, you know, I'm in a big money tournament on Lake Erie and they're going to send us out there in, you know, five footers or six, whatever, send us out there. Well, they've got all that money. All that entry fees, they don't want to go ahead and refund it and cancel the event. So they go ahead and send these guys out there anyway, and the guys are going to go out there and fish. But at what point do they start to have some, I don't know, common sense? Or are they going to have to, or is it going to take them getting sued by somebody's family where they start call the tournament itself says, we're not fishing. Now, the Sturgeon Bay Open last spring, I think, canceled the first day. Yeah. But then they, they went ahead with it the second day, and I don't think the second day was that great either yeah. but they went ahead and did it there there's been tournaments like on lake area where they'd cancel a day or two like the, i remember one they canceled the second or third day the last day of the tournament whatever it was but here's the thing you know when you sign uh one of those entry forms you're you're it, they got a spot in there where it says we won't hold uh the tournament committee the organization liable for anything that happens right. yeah yeah there's a, there's a disclaimer in there that you won't but you know but that doesn't mean somebody can't sue. Right. They will. Right. You know? I was told the same thing when yeah. I worked at a health club. You'd yeah. have someone sign that, yeah. and that doesn't really – that just gets the idea yeah. that they are going to sue out of their head, but they that, really can anyway. That doesn't sh- really stop them. Well, no, they can sue, but basically all they would win on is negligence if, if the company, whatever organization is – if they were negligent in something. But then again, how, how do you determine are they – how do, are they negligent by not – 
by not stopping a tournament when when a lot of guys want to go anyway. You well, know, some guys will want to go, and some say, "What are you nuts? I'm not going out in that." Well, the <laughs> the other comment that you made before, and Ron alluded to it, is he says some of these guys, I mean, they're going. Well, we got to go to a break here. Not yet. They're going balls to the walls, and they'll try and get up on top where they're skipping across yeah. some of these. I mean, they'll 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 just give her hell and get up. Yeah. When does it come to a point where even the anglers themselves have to think, okay, this isn't because they all treat it kind of like a NASCAR thing. Yeah. Everybody's racing spot to spot, like, well, you know, even when I fished with Ron up in Door County, let me tell you what. He tends to take off pretty quick yeah. going from one spot to the next. I, yeah. I tend to take my fishing a lot more leisurely, but I think the tournament blood in people has it where you open it up going spot to spot. You don't go half speed from one spot to and, another. And, you go as fast yeah. as you can. And there's a reason for that. Less time running the boat means more time lures in the water. Simple as that. I guess that's the tournament and, psychology. And, yeah, and and when you fig- I did a study on this a while back that – uh, it, I, I figured out how long it would take me for a cast and retrieve with a crankbait, a plastic worm, this, that, whatever, spinnerbait. And the more casts you can get in a day, even if it's another 10, 12, 15, 20 casts, that might make the difference of winning or losing. So the more right. casts you can get in a day, the better. we got to go to a quick break, folks. When we come back, we will be playing the Hornschwaggle. 799-1250. And the Hornschwaggle is brought to you by Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages. Danny's going to make three statements. You're going to say if he's Hornschwaggling you or not. And uh, you're going to win, if you guess two out of three correctly, If yeah, you're going to win a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages where they do more than just meats and sausages. But I tell you what, folks, it's what they do. That's what they're known for. But they got a lot of other stuff there. So check out Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago. We'll be right back with more and the Hornschwaggle right after this message. here Taz my hot I kind of want to call you ski there <laughs> I kind of like everyone used to call me bush ski welcome back to the Midwestern outdoors <laughs> shooter supply <laughs> Midwestern shooter supply whoa brain fart whoa, whoa. cutting edge outdoors oh, all, All right. right, for the Hornschwaggle, we've got you... Gary calling from Lebanon, Wisconsin. Did I pronounce that right, Gary? Hi. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Gary from Lebanon. Okay, Gary. Gary's you know... been on before. Yeah. So, you know how this works, Gary? No, I have never played this one before. Okay, so here's how it works. Oh, he's been on NFL football picking. In NFL football expert. Yeah. Hold on, i got to turn, put my headphones on. They're backwards right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you ready for this, yeah, Gary? I, I just bolt that way, too. Hey, feel you, much better. You know, you know what a hornschwaggle is, right? 
No. A hornswoggle is when Danny's BSing you, and a no hornswoggle means that he's not BSing. I'm telling you. you the truth. Yeah. It's right. kind of oh, like yeah, it's kind of like BS or no BS. Yeah. Okay. So if I make, I'm going to make the statement about the outdoors, and if I'm pulling your leg, just say that's a hornswoggle. Okay. And okay. then you'll hear this. Yep. And if I and if you're incorrect, then you if I'm what I'm if I'm telling a lie, you say. You, wait a second. If I'm if I'm telling the truth, you say no hornswoggle. And if I'm lying, you say hornswoggle. Okay. 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 Here we go. <clears throat> uh, in the great outdoors, there are many conservation groups fighting for many different species. There's walleyes for tomorrow. There's pheasants forever. Whitetails unlimited. But a little-known group that is out there to protect the crappie is the Black Crappies Lives Matter group. Hornswoggle. Or no hornswoggle. Well, he got... I've never heard of it before. Probably not. So, do you think that you think he's BSing so you? If, if I'm yeah. BS, okay. that's a hornswoggle, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got to say hornswoggle. Say hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. 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 Ring. Yeah, that's you're right. it. That's one, Gary. Okay. Uh, when reviving a fish, it's best to pump them back and forth vigorously, violently in your hands in the water to get the water going through the gills. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? No hornswoggle. Nope, that was a hornswoggle. They used to say that you should pump them back and forth, Tom, but now they say... No, just hold it. Just hold it and kind of point them into the... um, Direction of the waves. Direction of the waves. Or wind or whatever, yeah. Okay, we're going back to the crappie subject here. We know there's white crappies, there's black crappies, but there is a little-known species, which is actually the largest member of the crappie family, the yellow crappie, which is native to South California. What do you got, Gary? That'd be true, so probably hornswoggle, right? You're so right! Hornswoggle, oh, no, okay, good job, Gary. Right. You got those all correct. Great. So uh, we got, did you get your... No. Nope. Okay, stay on hold. And uh, Tazki, our producer, is going to get... <laughs> what? The, Jazz. Jazzki. What? Jazz. Okay, and Gary, just, Gary's just stay on. <laughs> Sorry, don't quit hey, on us. Don't guys, leave us. Settle down, you guys. Gary, just stay on hold. And uh, he's going to get you right away to get your name and address, all right? Okay. All right. And I'll send out that $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages to you. All right. Hold on, Gary. All right. Uh, what time is it? I got to look at this here. I got yeah, it look right at here. it. I look at the right. time, old okay, man. Okay, good. You see what's going on? Here, let's talk about this real what quick. What do you want to talk about? Walleyes what do you want, Tom? It's your wa- show. Wa- okay. Walleyes Unlimited. <laughs> Is having their their big ice fishing hey! contest January twentieth. Uh, it's going to be January twentieth. Seven days from today. That's right. Next Saturday. Next Saturday, five a.m. to noon. And uh, there's six different species that you can win money for if you got the biggest one. Also, this is the biggies. They got the the meat raffles that are going on from eleven thirty to five. They uh, they award the fish derby prizes at two o'clock. The big general raffle is at five o'clock. Tickets are five dollars each. Three for ten. Ten for twenty five. Uh, and and you need a ticket to be eligible for the fish contest. You know, all you gotta do is I guess buy one. So anyway, but they got a cash prizes given out and all that. Now where's it gonna be at? 
good question. Why doesn't this thing go up or down? I don't understand this, Danny. Uh, I know. Oh, jeez. Oh, here we go. AJ's Bar and Grill. You know where that is? It's real close to Big Muskego. I'm going to go to a different site. I see you're Let me go pretty prepared this for this. Well, here. I had it up, and uh, it didn't... Uh, it didn't do what it was supposed to so do. So this is the this one is, they had last year. It's Big yeah. Muskego, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, here it is. AJ's Bar and Grill. Um, oh, there we go. Jesus, this thing is crazy. There we go. Um, that's on Boxhorn Drive, and you can contact AJ's Bar and Grill at 427-1707. That's 414-427-1707. It's their 20th annual that they do. Wow. Now, the fishing times are 5 to noon. And you can only fish Big Muskego Lake. Okay, that's it. And uh, then they got like all these raffles. Y- you win a small dollar amount, fifty to fifteen to thirty, uh, fifty dollars for first, second, third place. You know, so you can get win a few bucks. And now, now, if you need more information, there's two people you can call. You got your pencils ready? Hold on, <laughs> let me grab it. Okay. I got it. Got my pen. <laughs> okay, Wally Cook. Is that better? Cook. Cook. Wally you got Cook. It. At 847-710-5453 or Mike Mulqueen at 414-788-3143. Now, that's if you need more info. You can probably also uh, contact AJ's uh, Bar and Grill out there on on Boxhorn Drive out by Big Muskego Lake. So, anyway, that's it. Be ready for that. That's coming up. AJ's next week, is, isn't that right on the water, or is I, it pretty? I think close? it's just right across the road. Right across the, the road. road. Yeah, I think. Sounds like a fun place, though. Yeah. Hey, yeah. They, go out there and check out the fishery. And the thing is, you don't have to fish. Yeah. You go in and you buy. Matter of fact, half the people don't fish. They, yeah, most of them don't. Yeah, the, the wives, kids all go in and hang out. They and have something to eat. Have something to eat and buy raffle tickets. Oh, well, I'm looking for a clock. There's no clock there anymore. Hey, guess what? Well, Jasmine was back there giving yeah. us the twisty thing. It which is means not time now. Time for break. And I know I'm going to screw this up. Okay, it's well, time for the sports it. update with Jazz. Jazz Kuski? Ah! Jazz, or I jazz should have just hit this. Jazz, Kulski, three syllables. Jazz, Kulski. Yeah, Jazz Kulski. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Jazz Kulski. Is there, there an L? K U L. K U L. Oh, see, that's why I don't have that in there. Okay. Now that he's spelled that for the whole world, can we go to jazz break? Kulski. Yeah. Now I'm gonna get Google search. I'm he's gonna, gonna get goals. He's gonna Jazz. Hot looking chicks after him. Go ahead. go ahead, Jazz. Dogs and cats. Take right. it away with the sport. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.